So this week, President Biden announced that he would be pulling all remaining troops out of Afghanistan in September on the 20th anniversary of 9-11, effectively ending our nation's longest war. To talk about this, we have our friend Chris Franco. He is an Afghanistan combat veteran. He's also the director of military and veterans affairs with the Truman National Security Project. And I should mention that he is also a candidate for King County Council in District 9. I asked Chris what his thoughts were when he first heard Biden's announcement about the withdrawal. Yeah, I think initial reaction was just pausing and kind of sitting with that for a second and the complexity of what that means. Uh, I mean, part of me is ecstatic that we're ending our nation's longest war, uh, the war that I fought in and you know, lost brothers in. And also the the frustration around you know this uh, this withdrawal coming um i think in, in my opinion without without different thresholds being met and it, it being more tied to a, um, <laughs> a a date that is symbolic and i mean i can't help but be frustrated a bit that you know it's been it's been 20 years <laughs> It has been two decades, a majority of my life, we have been at war in Afghanistan, and uh, I can't help but feel like this war has always been on the back burner and not really on the radar of our, uh, of our government, of our country, and that it has fundamentally lacked accountability and a, in a, in that scrutiny that we need. Did, did you feel that when you were there, when you were serving there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean... To be honest, I mean, I feel like a, the, this war had two different phases where initially after the you know the attacks on 9-11, uh, our special operators got out there and, and essentially disrupted and dismantled uh, al-Qaeda in, in Afghanistan. And then uh, shortly thereafter, we transitioned to, to fighting the Taliban and have been fighting the Taliban since and understanding, yes, they harbor um, terrorists and this being part of the larger war on terrorism and um, but when you break it down, we're, we're looking at who we're fighting and, and why. Um, there was some frustration, I think, from a lot of folks that were out there, myself included. You know, what, what threat does the Taliban pose to the American people? And, you know, the, the people that we lost, um, it stings. It stings a little just think about, the, you know, the amount of time that we spent out there and, and the the role that the Taliban plays in um, our involvement in this war really beyond the dismantling of Al-Qaeda. And, and uh, I mean, shoot, we've lost over 2,000 of our service members. Um, you know, hundreds of thousands of folks have been killed as a result of this war overall. And we've spent $2 trillion of a taxpayer money in this war, which is the, the same price tag for our, you know, this infrastructure uh, project that we're pushing forward right now. And, it's, uh, I don't know, it's like, where the hell, where the hell have been our, our leaders been in, in coming up with a, um, I don't want to say a plan, because I mean, there's been a plan, but we know that there has been fraud, waste, and abuse. We know that there, we could have done more. We could have done a hell of a lot more to ensure that we handed off a better situation to the people of Afghanistan and the, uh, the government that we've been partnering with over these last you know, two decades. But, um, 
Yeah, it, it's such a mixed bag. There's, it's it's good to be able to close this chapter in our in our nation's history in this war in particular. Um, but my God, I hope we we take some lessons learned from this war and apply it to the future to ensure that we we're not doing this. We're not doing more forever wars and, you know, not asking our service members to sacrifice everything. I mean, shoot, a lot of people that I served with and know have been on multiple deployments and have, uh, have had a real challenge keeping their relationships with their loved ones because of the, the time away and the, the, the trauma that comes from war, everything. And the impacts of, of this war, you know, they're going to continue for, for years and, and decades to come. Uh, we've spent $2 trillion, but that doesn't include the costs that are going to come from this, um, from, a, you know, a human perspective in the years to come. And conflict breeds conflict. We'll, we'll see what, uh, what comes here in the next uh, years and decades. And I also can't help but... Uh, wonder how the other you know, great powers in, in the world are going to frame this war and and lean into that for their own strategic uh, ends and justifying the way that they're getting involved uh, on the global uh, on a global scale in the, in the coming years and decades. So it's it's a lot. There's a lot going on with this. <laughs> I mean, you you talk about a failure of leadership, and I, I wonder in an ideal scenario what do you think leadership would have and 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 should have done not just on behalf of the afghan people but also on behalf of the people who served there yeah yeah i, I think again it goes back to that accountability that responsibility of of this war i mean our service members don't choose when or why we go to war period our leaders own that completely they need to be working in partnership with these governments, with our military leaders and others to ensure that we have a responsible plan whenever we're going to get involved in any war period and that we have a strategy to get out and leave wherever it is that we're going better. Period. It just, I think that's what's so frustrating. And it's honestly one of the reasons why I wanted to leap into public service is because our leaders have failed in doing that. I think there are some that have stepped up, but as a collective, it's been two decades. How can we ask our service members to potentially lay down everything? And many did. And the $2 trillion of our taxpayer money that could have been invested here at home in our infrastructure years ago, like, there has to be greater ownership. There has to be greater accountability, attention, scrutiny, transparency, all of it. Like going to war is a huge decision. And it doesn't just impact us and the folks that are involved in the war from our end, but so many others. And uh, I mean, this, this war was the first time that we called on our NATO allies to come to our aid. And many others were brought into this and the impacts of this war are going to be felt for, for years again and decades to come and in so many countries. And like that's, that's a decision that we have to own as a country. And I hope again that we learn from this 
and it's almost one of those like never again. Like, um, I mean, I, I support why we went into Afghanistan to take on Al Qaeda. And I think I, where my frustration lies is, uh, what followed after that. And a lot of it feels like as, as of late, like, okay, now you give a shit. <laughs> I mean, this is, this is a big deal. And there are a lot of people impacted across the world by this. And um, we need leaders that understand. We need, under, we need leaders that understand what that, that service and sacrifice looks like and have the same willingness and courage to, to put it on the line and understand what the, the magnitude of these decisions well, I'm, I will just say thank you, you know, for your service there and uh, thank you for your continued leadership. Uh, and um, yeah, um, thanks for taking the time, man. Appreciate it. I appreciate you, Bill. And that'll do it for this week. Special thanks again to Chris Franco on behalf of Will Casey and Shasti Conrad. I'm Stephen Cox. We'll see you next time.